1: ES Podcast with your host, SoulBlazer. Hello everybody, welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 141. Uh, this is Greg, uh, aka Soul Blazer, one of your hosts, and we are back! Uh, I apologize for how long that the planned break turned out to be. I was only planning to take a couple months off to get settled to a, into a new apartment, but real-life events, such as the current ongoing pandemic and other stuff going on, kept me from being able to turn to the podcast as soon as I wanted to. Uh, so I apologize uh, for that. I hope uh, um, I hope everybody did enjoy the two-part interview uh, that we did release uh, released a couple months ago of Dan Kitchen. Um, in the meantime, um, and so we are back with some changes. Uh, one of the biggest changes being here that we have a new coach to replace George. Uh, George's... Uh, George is perfectly fine. Um, you know, as we, you know, as George said in the uh, in last episode we did we, that we did together, he decided to step down from his hosting duties because of real life and other things like that. He is, he is continuing to edit the podcast for us, so I'm very appreciative for that, and I want to thank George very much for the help uh, and 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 for, the, and for the continuing support he gave the podcast and for all the time that he spent co-hosting with me. Uh, you would be missed. Um, and so we actually have, uh, ironically enough. Uh, more so George's friend than my friend, I think. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> um, I am very pleased to welcome to the podcast our new co-host, uh, Joe. Um, so, hello, Joe. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Doing all right. <laughs> um, people who uh, so people who listen to the podcast may remember that Joe and I did do one of the podcasts in the past a couple years ago. Uh, yep. but, uh, um, yep. uh, 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 he joined us. Uh, along with like, like my friend, uh, my, uh, along along my friend, NFL coach uh, Jawa, on an episode mm-hmm. of PlayStation uh, PlayStation Power that George and I did on the original Lunar Lunar game yes. Lunar Superstar yep. story. So, um, so I knew we had, so I knew we had some podcast chemistry. So, um, <laughs> um, so anyway, I asked Joe; he was interested. So, um, anyway, uh, Joe, since uh, since most people. Probably, uh, well, I should assume it's like probably most of our audience will not know the previous podcast <laughs> that you did, probably a podcast that you did. So, right, uh, if you don't mind introducing yourself a little bit, just talking about yourself, uh, your background of the system, that kind of stuff. Yeah, no problem. Uh, hi, I'm Joe.
0: I also do a podcast called The Radical Retro Roundup that is uh, currently on hiatus, um, but we'll be coming back soon. I hope, fingers crossed. Um, as far as the Super Nintendo goes. I almost have no familiarity with the system. So growing up, we had a Nintendo and that was a Christmas gift slash Hanukkah gift. And then when it came to the next systems, we we as my sisters and I were trying very hard to get a Super Nintendo. And I want to say the reason was price was why we were always told no. But it ended up we got a Sega Genesis that year. So I was a Sega kid. And I didn't really discover the SNES until late '90s when emulation started to become a thing. Mm-hmm, right. Yep. And and emulation wasn't great at that time, so no. I had a very limited library. Like I could play Super Mario World, and that was more than enough for me. <laughs> um, and then I didn't physically have a console until about five years ago when uh, Greg, for my bur- uh, Greg, geez, George, for my birthday, okay. he sent me a Super Nintendo with F-Zero. Okay. And uh, I love F-Zero. It's uh, so, such a good game. Um, so then I started kind of branching out and just kind of picking up, like, cheap cartridges and kind of exposing myself to the library that way. But for the most part, um, now that I have a Super Nintendo Classic and doing this podcast, I'm hoping to broaden that world the Super Nintendo. Because right now it's basically first-party games and some, like some very few obscure titles that no one else really cares about
1: (laughs) (laughs) well we all have those gems on a system that we all like for whatever reason or another very true you know like maybe you know maybe nostalgia maybe just it's kind of like a niche that's that um you know um you know for hobby or whatever that we're into so Mm. um but yeah okay um yeah so i mean one of the reasons I picked Joe was because of the fact that, like, was there was specifically because of the fact that he didn't have he did not have a lot of familiarity familiarity with like the library. I mean, he knows the hardware and he knows enough stuff to be able to have a good conversation. But for many of these right. games we're going to be covering, he's going to be it's likely going to be his first time or limited exposure to these games. So getting right. a more, so getting a <laughs> fresh perspective on these things is always fun. Um just for just for frame of reference joe because uh you know you did to, to help with this in perspective mm-hmm. uh like do you mind if i ask like how old you are
0: yeah i am 39 years old okay
1: okay so i'm 44 so no, i was gonna
0: say i know you're um, a few years older than i am <laughs> right so
1: you know i was i was 15 when the system came out so yeah um so like yeah little bit of age difference not as much of age difference as george and i were um but you know like you know he you know joe's somebody who definitely was around and remembers those eight bit and 16 bit days oh Um, i remember
0: sleeping at my friend's house just so that we could play donkey kong country (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) oh you were you had a super nintendo i'm gonna be friends with you sort of thing
1: (laughs) well the main reason I, i mean I, and the main reason I gravitated toward a Super NES as opposed to Genesis, Genesis was just because I was an, a- I'm an NES kid. Um, right. So like uh, I looked like so I was patient. You know I was patient to wait. And it's like you know I had the NES was still having great games come on the system as late as like 91 92, 93 So it's mm-hmm. like there's still there's still good games coming out for it. I had a Commodore sixty four still at the time I was playing. But I had games coming out for it. Nice. I had a, um, you know I um, I had a PC a decent PC by the mm-hmm. a PC by the, the, the that time period, so I went, so I wasn't hurting for games, so I was willing yeah, to wait yeah. until the system came out. uh But yeah, so I, you know, I had a close friend who had a Genesis, who who, who, who who was the same way. You know, he, 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 he had a Genesis, mm-hmm. so often like you know, we do weekend sleepovers. He'd be at my house, I'd be at his house. Uh, We'd also trade systems every now and then on weekends, you know. um, So, so like, yeah, you know, I definitely, I, I, you know, I don't have anything against the Genesis. I think the Super NES has a better library as far as the genres I most love are concerned, Mm -hmm. you know, being like RPGs and um, you know adventure games. Right, right. But the Genesis is certainly better suited to certain kinds types of games. I think it's you know certainly a decent system. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, so and we're also. So uh, so beyond that a couple of the couple of the small changes uh, changes for the, po- the podcast we're making a couple couple of small changes how it's structured. Uh, the patrons no longer think that the thing the things they didn't want to charge people uh, for it during the time the, the, the time the, the time the show with the show like was on hiatus. Um, I probably would not be bringing it back um, you know, uh, um, in case something happens again in the future but um, so the format store the format store' roughly gonna be up the same. Um, Joe and I are going to continue to trade off on picking games, uh, but for this, uh, and we ha- um, and we are working on some specials, uh, as mentioned before, some guest hosts on the podcast, that kind of stuff as, as it comes up. So, um, so both of us are in new apartments. Um, the echo, the echo effect would be interesting to see. I didn't notice anything earlier when I was recording as I was uh, recording. So uh, we. I'll have to let George let us know exactly how bad of an echo effect, if there is anyone in this room, as far as far as that goes. But anyway, um, uh, so so far, Joe, if you're limited, to, if you're limited exposure to the exposure to the system, which games have been your favorites like, so far?
0: Uh, a lot of the games are really first-party Nintendo games. Um, Donkey Kong Country, Super mm-hmm. Mario World, obviously Super Mario All-Stars, F-Zero. um, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which you haven't covered, and I'm sure we will at some point.
1: I actually did cover that one as a solo episode way back. Oh, okay. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, no, uh, yeah. a lot but... of people
0: give that game crap, but yeah. and you know what? In it is Final Fantasy for babies. I, yeah. I will. You know, that's that's fine. But that mm-hmm. was you know outside of the first Final Fantasy on the NES. Right. That was my exposure to Final Fantasy. Yep. And you know, at that time I had been grinding through Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation. And then, you know, oh, and with emulation, I discovered Mystic Quest. I didn't know any better. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, it was a fun little romp. Um, Other than that, um, I'm trying to think of something that that really popped out, but it's just, you know, the stuff that everybody else loves, you know, Super Metroid, Castlevania 4, you know, the Super Star Wars trilogy, that's um, yeah
1: yeah that's another that's another which, that's another series with series that a uh, series that we're working to do cover in the future as a guest host thing because yeah like,
0: that, that. that's a love hate right there yeah
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean you mentioned
0: franchise but yeah no exactly
1: <laughs> um you mentioned you had a mini and like really i think for the most part, I think that uh, for the most part, I think they did a great job selecting games on that mini because those were all like classic games on, on, on the system. They're all, you know, I might quibble, you know, I might quibble a little bit over a little bit over the fact that maybe this should have been included 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 like over that game, but right. th- but for the most part, ninety percent of the games on there I think are like good choices because it's like, um, I, th- I think they should have included Final Fantasy four on there, like as well as Final Fantasy six, mm-hmm. um. They probably should have had Chrono Trigger on there instead of Secret of Mana, not knocking, right. of, you know, not knocking Secret of Mana because that's also like a very good game. But you know, Trigger is the one that people have more affection for. Um, it's debatable if the best Street Fighter game on there. I mean, I know, um, um, I, 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 I know the one on there is very good, but people still kind of quibble, quibble, like about that one. Um, yeah, so
0: it should have been Super Street Fighter. Yeah, hands down. So, but you know, it is what it is.
1: <laughs> uh, the Kirby the Kirby games are more kid or miss only because of people's style. They may not like Kirby. Um, you know, if you are a Kirby fan, those Kirby games are very good. Uh, they, but, but they should have put Dreamland Three on there. Yeah, like I said. Yeah, so like know. I said. You know, like you know, small it, quibbles. But for the most part, right. the collection the collection of the games on there is very, is, very, uh, uh, is rock solid. Oh yeah. Even um, so you know, very- eBay, you know, even better. You know, even better. I think than the collection of games that's on the NES Mini, and the uh, 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 um, NES Mini has a decent has a decent lineup of games on there too. So, um, and I
0: modded my SNES Classic the minute I got it, <laughs> and it was hard for me because I was thinking like, what am I going to play? What am I not going to play? You're, you know, you have very limited space on the system. Right. Yeah. I think there's like 300, 320 megabytes that you have to work with, which unfortunately will not fit the entire super nintendo library so it's like i got the 20 core games i'm not going to change any of those it's like what do i add from there you know what i mean right yeah so, yeah <laughs> yeah and obviously one of them had to be this game so that i could play it right
1: <laughs> i mean like if you take out uh, 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 um i mean i mean if you narrowly if you narrow the if you narrow the library down to, like u.s releases only for mm-hmm. games that were unique to the system i not i games not available on both the genesis and, and the super nes you're like you're, you're, you're talking a much more reasonable to 500 games mm-hmm. so i mean i mean that should be doable i think i think on there but
0: you know not that i modded the
1: system this is myself I, I might you know i might mod it eventually at some point but right um uh, yeah i actually i actually, actually just I actually just got my hands on mini myself recently because a co-worker of mine was selling her because she never used it for like, for yeah, as I got it from her with with a third party wireless controller Throwing in for like fifty dollars. Yeah, so, that's a steal. Um, so I, so yeah, I mean, like I, I primarily show play through emulation, but it's, you know, I mean, but, uh, but, but it's definitely good for what it has. And extra controllers had, uh, on hand is never it was never a bad thing. Yeah, so, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, so um. The game, you met, the game you mentioned, like the game we mentioned, we're covering in this podcast. This is actually a game that somebody suggested, suggested to me way back when, months ago, before the podcast went on hiatus, as recommended a recommended game for us to play. And I don't remember, unfortunately, who recommended it. Uh, I've lost some. I believe it was a Facebook communication. I could not find that. I could. I, I could not find it. So I apologize in advance. I don't remember who recommended the game. I don't think they were recommending the game to mess with us. I think. Um, <laughs> You know there are some people who do have affection for this game, so the, so he may have yeah. been one of them. Um, no, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking at, the, at this episode for the turn of the, the turn of the podcast. Um, I was hoping to do a special. Well, uh, that could, uh, th- that could not happen. The people who were trying to get on it could not or couldn't be available for one reason or another. So I figured I figured we could, we could, kick out kick up the podcast again with a spe- um, with her like like a, like a, a listener request. Mm-hmm. We're looking, we're looking at the Super NES. Um, Hort? I'm using air quotes for that <laughs> um, uh, of Dragon's Lair, uh, which I feel stupid. To, uh, uh, I feel stupid having to, to what Dragon's Lair is, but I think I better. <laughs> I think I better. I think I better summarize it real quick for like the two people out there who may not be familiar with it.
0: Uh,
1: Dragon's Lair is a very classic arcade game that was credited for being for, like kicking off the the, the short-lived Laserdisc craze uh in their in 1983 and i remember seeing this game in, the, in their kids as a kid because i was seven at the time so mm-hmm. and this was huge when it came out because it's like everybody was blown away by it because of the fact that it's it's live action animation um mm-hmm. the person who the person behind it uh, don bloof was an animator who worked for disney on several of their movies mm-hmm. uh before he left disney and, and formed his own company and as a result you have some very gorgeous cartoon looking uh, animation style uh, in this game, being played through LaserDisc, which was the which was the multimedia format of the time, uh, in an arcade cab, and basically you're playing him through a live-action Dirk the Daring, the hero, uh, who's a knight who's charged who, who's charged rescuing a Princess Daphne from a dragon, and you're playing him through a live-action cartoon, and every now and then you had to make um, uh, choices. That uh, the choices that, it, that that determined what kind of encounters that you that you had, and you had to about those encounters by doing the correct sequence of joystick and/or button pushes at the right time, mm-hmm. uh, before before you got killed. And uh, <laughs> and and for the, and it was also one of the very first games to cost fifty cents because of the high, right. um, you know, because of the high expense of the tech involved. Um, and yeah, this was a really popular game when it came out. They were so popular that many arcades. Would would saw monitors above the arcade machine as well, so right. like people watching it could see what was going yep. on. Um, you know that's how popular it was. It was a short-lived fad, mostly because that the main knock against the game and the Laserdisc games that came out is that like they play a very short, like very short uh, uh, playability. Mm-hmm. Uh, because once you memorize the controls, once you know what to do, it's uh, that's it. I mean, there's no, yeah. uh, there's not really the fun is the fun is. They're learning how to do and learning and, and, and seeing the cartoon if you know what to if you want yeah. to you know what to do it's like a you know, it's like a 10 minute game that's it so yeah. plus also plus also the fact the drives the drives that the laser disc uh the drives that are used were an older model that had, that had a habit of breaking down a lot yeah. so there's yep. it was, it was like there's constantly contrary pairs they weren't cheap uh yeah. machines either <laughs> so uh yeah so the whole laser disc fad was relatively short-lived there was a sequel that was the sequel was being worked on right after Ragnarok came out, but because the whole arcade uh, industry employed it for a while, that sequel, There 2 Times Warp, did not come out until, I know, did not actually finally get it released until um, 1988. Yeah. Which, uh, at which point the, mach- the machines were better uh, right. But you know the game sort of didn't do very well. So right, yeah, um, that
0: fat head unfortunately passed for them. Right,
1: but at the time, Dragon's Lair, during its peak, Lair was very popular. There was a short right. th- There was a short-lived cartoon uh, based mm-hmm. upon the based upon the game on on Saturday, on Saturday mornings, which was not very good. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching as a kid. It did, it did have a neat, um, you know, um, the the main thing I had going for it, like, it did have that neat gimmick about how right. uh, how just before a commercial break. Mm-hmm. They'd have like Dirk come to a puzzle and they like, "Okay, what would you do?" And like you know, after right, the right. commercial break, it showed a sequence of like him getting out of that. You know, um, like you know, very close to arcade games. That was a cool yeah, touch. Yeah. But um, but uh, so, but yeah, there was also there was also there was also board game. There was a um, there was there was merch there was, there, 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 there was other merchandising available. Like you know, you mm-hmm. had like, you know, like bedroom stuff, shirts, um, right. you know, that kind of stuff. There was also a computer game. That was considered to be kind of a kind of a, um, a spiritual sequel to the original Dragon Slayer that came out a couple of years afterwards. Sure. Um, so, um, you know, and Dragon Slayer was also followed up by a game very a game very much like it as far as the animation style style went. Space Ace, which tried to solve yeah. some of the issues that dragons Slayer had, as mm-hmm. far as because because be that game offered like multiple paths to go through the game so it wasn't quite as limited as, as limited as limited Dragonster was. You had the option of being able to get through puzzles by energizing to become a superhero as, mm-hmm. a, as opposed to going through as, like, a regular uh, uh, a regular guy. So yeah. still, still still some of the same issues *Dragons* Star did, but the actual replayability of, that, of the game was a bit better because of it. Um, right. And that game also came out in <laughs> Super NES. It did. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Which actually plays much, but actually, actually, I played that game before in the past too. That game actually plays more close which arcade, which arcade parent than this one does, I mm. think. Um, but anyway, uh, so Dragon Slayer was going through a little bit of a re, uh, of a of how a, um, I don't want to say this um, rebirth, uh, rediscovery in the early nineties okay. because you had like because you had the first CD-ROM systems coming out, right? right. Uh, so Dragon Slayer was being poured things like the PC and Sega CD. Um, 3DO. 3DO also had a version 2. Mm-hmm. so uh, some companies thought it was. A, so, so companies wanted to cash in on on, on that by making the game for the systems. Now, of course, obviously the the 8, eight and 16 bit systems could not handle uh, <laughs> a CD CD based animation style game. So um, the rights to the NES and Game Boy got snapped up by Sony uh, through their uh, like their Sony ImageSoft uh, d- uh, division. And the Super NES, rights got, uh, got, uh, uh, Super NES rights got snapped up by Date East. So both companies released their own version of the game for those systems. Sony put mm-hmm. out uh, a, a Dragon's Tower game for the NES and Game Boy and like, the Date East published a game for the Super NES. Um, the NES game is notorious for being a very bad game. <laughs> <laughs> um it's bad. I would not say it's the worst game in the system by far.
0: Oh no, definitely but
1: not. it definitely has. But but but, but it's definitely but it's definitely lower wrong. Have you um have you played that version, Joe?
0: I have. I have.
1: It's it's pretty bad. Um, it, it's
0: it's very bad. I mean, it's it's not bottom of the barrel. Um, I think that goes to LJM's X Men game. That oh
1: yes 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 probably definitely. the worst game I've ever
0: played. Um. But it is pretty bad, and you know I give it credit because it does try to stick to the source material. It just doesn't do a very good job of it.
1: Right, and the Game Boy <laughs> version was, from what I understand, I never played that version, but from looking at it a lot, I have the not Boy, either. The Game Boy version was very similar to this. It was very similar to the NES version, so it's yeah, pretty it much sense. like right. So, um, Data East was a very well-known uh, publisher and developer of arcade games during this time period. <laughs> uh, during the yeah, during the. You know, during the eighties and nineties, um, I'd say I'd say, it's the track, I'd say the track record the track record the track record overall is pretty good. Uh, you know, th- you know, sure they had some bad games, but um, you know, overall, Dead East was a very respected, um uh, you know, publisher and de- publishing developer of games. Um, yeah, their, definitely. Their pinball division was very good. They, uh, they, uh, oh, they made, yeah. um, you know, they made some excellent pinball uh, some mm-hmm. excellent pinball games. So, um. They also released. A, they also released a short-lived arcade machine, arcade machine in the era, uh, like in the 80s, called, uh, like called the Deco, uh, which was, uh, um, uh, which is abbreviation like their name. Uh, the idea behind that was they're trying to, real quick, the Deco machine. The idea behind that was that, it, was, that it, was that they're trying to save arcade owners, the expense of having to get a new game every time a game lost popularity. It mm-hmm. was a multi-load system where you could, like, a multi-load system where all you do was just buy the cassette and the security mm. dongle. You put the um, you use, 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 use the security dongle to unlock unlock the, the, the tape, and then you put the tape in the machine, and the machine loads the tape in the morning and in the morning, you're good to go. So you just use the same mm. cab over and over again. That's so, right. the, the drawbacks of that, uh, of course, was the fact that, um, it was very slow loading, uh right. the tapes broke occasionally and <laughs> and and if you misplaced can you misplace security you misplaced the security doggo you, you you couldn't load the game right right um also the games released for the system were not very good burger time was the best game that came out that came that came up that came out with like the deco format so um so yeah data east was around 1970, 1976 to 2000, 2003 um so uh, when they went bankrupt, uh, most of their games were com- uh, most of their games were acquired the following year by a company called G Mode, uh, which is a Japanese mobile game uh, provider. And they since have li- and they since have licensed huh. out these games to other companies for their inclusions mm. in things like arcade machines and compilations and collections that kind of stuff. Infamously
0: uh, to at games.
1: Yes. Yep. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the, the actual developer of this game, the Super NES version, Dragon's Lair, was a company called. Um, mode of time limited. Which, uh, if, if you've not heard of them, don't feel bad. Uh, they, uh, they, 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 they did, they did. They did develop a lot of games. They were around from like nineteen, nineteen ninety to two thousand. Uh, it just, it, you know, just most of their games were either like ports or just just simply original games that were very like forgettable. Mm. Um, I, I don't think they're bad games. They just didn't get. They just, you know, they just, they just flew into ra- the they just like flew into the radar for one reason or one reason or another because they're very mm. niche games. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, um, you know, you know. Just to give an example, they did they, they did the they, they did the Char-EST version of Gremlins Two, the new batch. Okay. Um They did the, they 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 did the, they did the, they did the, they did the, Genesis, the Genesis, Genesis version of Paperboy, which is actually a very good like mm. port of the game. Yeah, that actually is. Um, they did the NES version of Prince of Persia, which is not very good. Right. Um, uh, yeah, most of their games, most of their games are ports. They had they had a few original games: uh, Virtual Auto for the PC, uh, Dirt Racer for the Super NES, um, Strike Point, the Hex Missions for PC. Uh, but yeah, just like most of their games, most of their games, most people didn't didn't know about. We've <laughs> already covered one game by them on this podcast: The Adventures of Dr. Franken, which was okay. a uh, loosely inspired upon the Frankenstein um, uh, the Frankenstein franchise. Uh, was their a bad game? Uh, like what it was, it was actually a pretty decent, from what I remember of it, it was, um, it was a pretty, you know, pretty decent, uh, pretty, pretty pretty decent flat platformer. So mm-hmm. most of the stuff was competent, that they're competent, their games just, their games just didn't get like a lot of attention. So, yeah. um, so, um, like the NES version of the they like the NES version of this game, this is the platformer. Where the developers tried to take the spirit of Dragon's Lair and, 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 um, and, uh, uh, and try to stow it onto a 16-bit to 16-bit game, um, the overall the overall the overall, uh, overall mission of the game is still the same. You're still playing as Dirk the Daring trying to rescue the princess. Mm-hmm. Um, there are 20 stages in this game, uh, five stages for each level, and each uh, so the end of each level has a boss fight. So there's like four levels total in the game, and then there's also a final a final boss fight. Against the final dragon of the game, so 21 stages, 21 stages in this game, like all together. Um, and like I said before, this is a platformer. Uh, you basically just go around the screen trying to either like uh, kill or avoid obstacles. There are capsules you can capsule, the, the capsules that, that you can cut open with your main weapon and sword to find power ups, uh, which we can use the power ups in a very Castlevania like style uh, to, uh, 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 to help you against enemies. Like the original game uh one hit you're dead so you got to be careful to make sure that you're uh you know avoid avoid the enemies um the stages are pretty short we're going to talk about that here <laughs> a, 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 a little bit i think they're not very complicated to navigate the main problem is the main problem and the main obstacle of the stages is stages is it's not always clear where you need to go to exit because you have to mm-hmm. you're looking for an exit sign to be able to exit each stage right and if you get, can you mess up and go the wrong way, you may run out of time before you realize like what the exit actually is. So, um, the game does have some options at the beginning. You can set the number of players, why don't you player, um, you know, like the, the player's taking turns. Um, so it has that going forward. You can set the number of lives you get. There's a password system. This password system that that's the game uses is very unique, uh, agreed. Do, um, <laughs> It works by it works by giving you a um, a screen of like eight. I think it's eight digits, Joe. Uh, uh, yep. Eight numbers. Yep. Eight it, numbers. Uh, and it slowly, uh, and so how what it does is, is it, what it does. Like that, slowly brings onto the screen card uh, card balls with letters on them, A, B, C, and D, to match up with a match a number. So so the, so the password you have to the password you have to look to see where which number each. Each letter is at in sequence. For example, for example, the A may be over the two, the the B may end up over the seven, the, the, and, so and so on, so on. So it mm. takes a it takes a moment to to, to to figure out like, okay, how the heck do I read this? Right. Like, uh, but <laughs> it's a very weird password system. I've never seen anything like that before. It's I don't know why they did it that way. Uh, I don't know what was wrong. just giving you. Uh, I don't don't know why that. I don't know why they felt they had to do that to not and not just give you a simple password system, a password system. Yeah. I agree. uh, Anyway, so this is our our first time playing the game for both of us. Um, (laughs) So, Joe, what were your overall impressions on the game, like both good and bad? Oh, man, I have two pages full of notes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) More Um, than I have,
1: actually, so. (laughs) uh,
0: First thing I uh, noticed right off the bat was uh, they tried very hard to emulate the music that was in the original Dragon's Lair arcade cab but unfortunately did it very poorly. Yeah, it's, the music... It's, it's not so much that it's, like, horrible music, it's just that they almost use, like, the same tones, so it all just meshes together to be, like, one thing, and it's just very boring.
1: Uh, I'd go one step further and say they did mess up the music, because there's a lot of tones that are, like, off-key. It's like, you know, okay. they're trying they're trying to do things, they're trying to do things, Super NES nice sound hardware that I love. Don't get me wrong, I love the Super NES sound hardware, it does some amazing music, certain, yeah. but a certain... With certain instruments, the system does not do very well, and they seem they're perfectly, you know, and, and it almost seems like they're trying to choose the wrong notes, not the, 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 the wrong notes and tones on purpose. Right. Uh, they're definitely, uh, um, the music, the music definitely is a, yeah, I agree with you. The music, the music is definitely a huge miss. So, on the other side of the coin,
0: though, Dirk looks great. The animated enemies look fantastic. Like the way they look is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Um, they animate well. um Unfortunately, combat is horrible, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, I did not enjoy combat. Actually, um, I used a password to be able to get to the fight with the dragon at the end. And the only way I could figure out how to get through that area was basically just keep throwing the axe. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you start with the password, you you have your basic sword and your axe. You don't get any power-ups. So, you just have to keep spamming the axe as you walk forward to be able to kill everything because the little black bats just fly out of everywhere and they'll get you and extinguish your three hit points before you even get to the dragon.
1: Right. Uh, so. Let me take back something I said earlier. <laughs> I was thinking about a different games. I apologize. This is not a one hit, like a one hit kill uh, yeah. game. Um, <laughs> so, it, so, it does have that going for um, well, it.
0: It feels like it, though, because you will go through those three hit points so quickly.
1: So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, just to follow up what you're saying, yeah, the graphics, the graphics, the graphics are this game's like best, the, the, uh, best thing going for uh, They're very. Uh, uh, they really, they really tried to capture the feel, the feel of the original animation used, the uh, animation used like arcade game, yeah. and they did a pretty good job at it. I mean, Super NES could use some. I mean, I mean Disney also did some very excellent storyboard, uh, storyboard animation style with their games. I'm not sure if yeah. you played like you know like Lions, uh, the uh, the Lion King or Aladdin or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, this, or Toy Story looks great on the system. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Dragons there for the system definitely does. It definitely looks like the arcade game in many ways. It, it, it's not quite. It, it's not quite as sharp as sharp animation, but it's very good animation. And um, that was one
0: of the other notes I had was that the opening cinematic, the cinematic and uh, Dirk's death animations were really uh, good at capturing what the original arcade game. Yes. Was.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dirk moves very well too. Like you um, um, uh, like you said, the like you said, his animations smooth. The enemies animations are smooth. Um,
0: I, I would argue what you just said though. Okay. I, I felt Dirk was very slippery.
1: Uh, that gets out to more of the controls slash collision detection I was gonna talk about here next. Okay. Um you and I it seems like you and I may disagree a little bit on this, but we'll see exactly how much we do. Okay. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. Compound in this game is not is not really fun. I mean it's not horrible, but it's not but it's not fun either. Because it's like right. your sword has a good range, but the problem mm-hmm. is that um, enemies come at you uh, at, at odd angles, making it mm-hmm. very hard for you to be able to defend yourself. And maybe that's a, maybe that's a, uh, 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 um, and maybe that's some purpose for the difficulty of this game a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's very it's very difficult sometimes to get the right angle to be angle to attack an enemy with either your sword or your <laughs> or, or your optional weapon a weapon at that point. But uh,
0: I feel like the optional weapon was added because the initial combat was so bad. Like they figured out, like, okay, well, you can't jump and swipe with your sword, which you should be able to. And instead mm-hmm. of programming that, they were just like, oh, we'll give them an axe or a dagger. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. So,
1: uh, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, collision detection I thought was hit or miss because it's like, I mm. appreci- I, pre- I pre- the, uh, the collision detection was not very good. Which right, I, which I appreciated when I was playing because oftentimes I'd be like, "Man, that enemy should have killed me," um, you know. But uh, um, but but then but then but then I did not appreciate when I thought the enemy the enemy the enemy should have been dead because of a sword stroke and was not. Right. So it definitely was hit or miss depending upon what you're trying to get. Uh, I mean, what are trying to like use it for. Yeah, so. and enemies
0: will even spawn on top of you sometimes. Which oh my god. Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that got me, especially the aerial ones. But,
1: right. I so. Uh, yeah, so we mentioned that. You, so, it felt like, so this, like, so this game, like many other arcade games, has a time limit. And some of the stages' the time is very short. Um, because, like I said before, the stages themselves are not that big. The problem is that it's not always clear how to navigate. How have to, have to navigate them. So, you may lose some, like, you may lose some lives to figure out some time to trying to figure out where you need to go to finish stage. Right. Um, because. I, I, it's like, it's like, it's like that goes, that goes hand in hand hand with what we were talking about before with the enemies uh, about making the game more difficult than it probably had to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, uh, um, you know, I think maybe if they'd either, if they'd either had turned down to turn the difficulty level or given you difficulty options, I think it would have been like a lot better. But as it was, You're trying to emulate. I I, I appreciate the fact that developers were trying to probably, we're were, were probably trying to emulate the difficulty of the the, the, rich arcade game, and and oftentimes, and oftentimes, home games are more difficult than their arcade counterparts because you have like things like continues, multiple lives, that kind of stuff. But still, the difficulty of this game is like, it's like the difficulty should not have been as high as it was. Mm -hmm. And the difficulty of this game was more because the difficulty of the game more because of things. How can I say this? I felt like the difficulty in this game was more because of things outside of uh, outside uh, outside like my control, as opposed to anything I was doing as a player.
0: Right. Yeah, this is definitely one of those where, like, sometimes when I died, I knew it wasn't my fault. It was definitely <laughs> something with the
1: game. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, so we mentioned so one of the things the game does have, one of the things the game does does have going forward, which do, do like? Like, are items items that you can pick up, mm-hmm. um you can get um you can get gold gold coins uh if you get 25 coins uh you get to unlock a bonus stage next time you there's a level so you can get like things like lives points that kind of stuff i never uh, got that lucky uh hearts will give you extra uh so hearts will give you like an extra life mm-hmm. um the clock will increase the time limit which is the godsend for some ages yep you uh, you can always find a shield which gives you like an a shield which, like, which gives you like a half point back um mm-hmm. uh, and um um like and then for the three range weapons you can have you can get the axe which is like these are all very castlevania like weapons obviously uh, mean, the axe <laughs> the, um you know the the axe works and the the axe works like an arc the knife the, the knife is a the knife is a quick firing um um you know sh- uh, quick firing knife mm-hmm. and the and the shuriken is a um uh, Shuriken operates the the operates like the Shuriken, like the, uh, like the old school uh, Ninja Gaiden games, which you can throw it out, it comes back at you. Um, yeah, it's also
0: a heat seeking. It'll go yes. straight for the enemy.
1: <laughs> yep, Shuriken, Shuriken, definitely the best weapon to be like hold on to the Shuriken by all yeah. means, hold on to it. Absolutely. Um. So that said, th- that said, there are some boss fights in which the axe is better as opposed to uh, the axe is better than opposed to the knife. Mm-hmm. Depends upon um, it. Um. Depends upon the enemy that you're fighting. So, um so yeah so like so i so i think i think you may be right joe like i'm saying that the developers gave you these weapons to compensate for some of the weaknesses with the combat in the game yeah. since uh, since they since, since since the game was not originally a platform game and they're trying to make it you know, a platform game so hey. <laughs> um so yeah I, I, so like so yeah it's interesting um the sound effects i hated the sound effects in this game i did i did, did not think were very good Yeah, Um, I
0: could have done without the sound effects, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, I wouldn't have liked this game if it was just the music. You know what I mean?
1: True. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so, uh, there is, like, there is a good variety, like, so like, there's a good variety of obstacles and enemies in this game. I will give it that much. Um, you know, we have, you you have obstacles like, you know, anvils, balls, uh, flame, um, you got uh, snakes. Yep.
0: You get the Lizard King at some point. I think the Lizard King shows up in the second level. Right, yep. Um, and then uh, you see the little um, mud goblins. They yep. show up. Uh, pretty much any of the enemies that you, that you would come across in the actual Dragon's Lair game, they a- were able to stick it into this game, which was actually really nice.
1: Right, yep, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I definitely can't say this game did not, uh, you know,. Sp- stray away from the uh original source material they used it very well
1: right yeah 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 i mean like i mean this game feels like what would happen dragons there had been dragons Lair uh, uh, had come out in the the arcade games the platformer as opposed to being as opposed to being uh, a playable cartoon Mm -hmm. uh basically so um it's still curious that they felt the franchise was good enough at this point to make a game on in the first place um from what I can tell this game did from what I can tell this game did not sell very well. Um uh it's it's somewhat uncommon to find, which is not reflected by its price on eBay. We'll get to that like later on. But <laughs> um there I could not I could not find any I could not find any contemporary I could not find any like contemporary reviews of, of the game when it came out. Which shows just how under the radar that this game flew. Yeah,
0: um, um I mean it comes down to like you were saying, like, you know, Dragon's Lair was kind of seeing a bit of a resurgence, but the thing is is like it was the Sega CD, the 3DO, where they were actually getting the ports of the arcade game. Right. And I think the NES version might have left a bad taste in some people's mouths when it yeah. came to the cause the SNES version came out after. So there was some yeah. time there, you know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The Super NES <coughs> version of the game. Yeah. The Super NES version of the game came out in February of '93. And something else. Um. Something else. Something else. else that I also found was curious. Depending upon where you were in the world, this game, on this, this game, different names. Oh, okay. um uh it was known in europe as uh, so it was known in europe as solving the solving presents dragon's lair oh, okay. uh, for copyright for copyright reasons because i guess that uh don Bluff's company had more um you had um you had more ha- had more rights over there in europe as opposed mm-hmm. to here in the states uh, in japan dragons Lair was always dragon's Lair was always known as dragon's magic so oh, this okay. game basically well, like got released in japan like under that name so it did so it did get a worldwide release. Um, uh, so DDS did help, you know, DDS, being a big publisher at that time, publishing all three regions, they were able to ensure the game got a, you know, like a wide scale release. It just didn't, it just didn't didn't sell very well, like what I can tell. So, um, and yeah, yeah, as we kind of alluded to, most reviews of this game, modern day reviews are not very very favorable, uh, (laughs) uh, for the reasons we already talked about. That said, however... There are some there are that. That's it. However, there are some people who do enjoy this game because they think, uh, um, you know, because they think it's a, de- um, because they think it's a, de- you know, like you know decent, you know, a decent platformer. And you know, if you like platformers, especially if you have like a, an affection for the Dragon's there series, a, series as a whole, um, it, it, it's not the worst platformer on the system. I mean, like it does have some charm to it, though. So, you know, I will give it that much.
0: Yeah, I definitely think this is a game that uh, nostalgia has to pull on the, the heartstrings to really appreciate today, though.
1: Right. Yeah, <laughs> and if you know what you're doing, this game's... Um, you know, if you know how to navigate... If you know how to navigate, how to navigate, how to navigate the stages, right. the game's the game's pretty short. I mean, like, the Let's Plays of this game on YouTube are only about half an hour long. Yeah, it's it like... I couldn't uh-huh.
0: get because, like, within a half hour, I was like running around the, only the first three levels. Like, I took yes. the wrong, I took the wrong <laughs> exit, and, and made a big giant circle. At that point, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, I'm putting my controller down. I'm not coming back to this for right now. <laughs> right.
1: Um, so, uh, yeah, and the last the last major thing that caught my attention to this game was swimming in this game is very weird because it's like, I mean, like, <laughs> I, mean, like I mean, like he apparently. Dirk apparently has some magic, magic that allows him to be able to, 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 to put, to put a balloon around him when he goes in the water. Yeah, uh, I to saw that him. in
0: the let's play. I, I yeah. personally did not get a chance to play any of the water levels.
1: But rather than swimming in the water, as most as most heroes would do, he just kind of like curled up. You curl up, you curl up in a ball like in the fetal position, just like yeah. you know, like going and going going. Like, okay, what the heck is going on here? But <laughs> it's very weird looking. Yeah, uh, There's def- definitely some like weird. Some weird design uh, choices of this game, for sure. I mean, you want to talk
0: about weird? That that little icon that you use on the main menu, where it's just Dirk's head with two tiny little feet walking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I think I, I think it's an Easter egg to one of the death scenes. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, um, but um, oh, speaking about Easter egg though, there are there uh, there are two Easter eggs toward the ending of, of, of this game. Oh. Uh, so uh, you get a message when they finish the game so the like, dragon's lair is the modern uh and, you're, and and it's like what does that mean Because it's like the dragon's lair is not a modern game right i i maybe maybe they're making a reference to the a reference reference to the fact that the fact that the fact that, that there's the modern version of dragon's lair mm-hmm it's very weird it's a weird it's a weird cryptic message hmm. um the other cool thing i do i do like the credits um did, did you watch the credits uh like um uh, 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 on youtube like how they're handled um, as soon as I saw
0: Dirk and Daphne in that little heart animation, I shut it off.
1: Oh yeah, the ending sucks, but like if you go through that... I was like, treat- like, thank
0: God I didn't beat this game myself. <laughs> yeah.
1: But if you go through that, you're treated to a very cute, very cute credit scene where it's like, Dirk's going through a stage, and he's attacking. Um, you know, and, um, and his sword defeats enemies, and cuts over, cuts over, cuts, cuts open obstacles. It reveals like a programmer, uh, um, a programmers' names. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, it's a nice touch. You know, yeah. That's a, you know, you know, that's a cool thing. So, um, and so, um, and so apparently, the and so apparently you can replay the game again, at a um you, um you higher difficulty level after you finish the game the first time. Oh, cause so that'd so- be so much fun yeah well so i mean you're going for, I, mean, I mean i mean you're going for high score at that point basically yeah, because yeah, exactly. um so you know but um so yeah i mean like overall i can definitely see somebody having charger for this game you know like mm-hmm. if you were you know like if you were the right age when this came out especially if you were a fan of dragon slayer to begin with i mean like you know the graph the-, the graphics of this game are very very good um you know and the the the, the controls themselves are fine. They handled they handled well enough. The main problem with the controls was, uh, controls was just how we mentioned the the, the, the collision detection, the very, the very limited uh, weapon ability and, and arc that you had that you had with your weapons in yeah, this game. So, it,
0: like I said, like for me, it just felt like dirt was slipping and sliding everywhere, especially on um, the second level when you have to go traversing stairs and whatnot. It just, I don't know, to me, it felt slippery. And, but you know, this is my first time playing this game, and like I said, very limited uh, exposure to the Super Nintendo library, so I don't know if there's other games that control like this.
1: No, you they're, know? Uh, no, definitely. There are the games, are the games okay. that control them much better. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was a bit slippery, but it wasn't. But I didn't have as much problem with it as you did. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so uh, you know, not the worst game we've covered before on the on the podcast. Um, not the. Not the worst platformer. I uh, play the uh, um, I you know, play in the system. Definitely, right. you know, definitely better than the NES version of the game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I mean, like, so, like, if you're a Dragon's Lair fan, I think this is worth checking out. You know, at least for a little bit. Um, you know, like, uh, you, know, I mean, know, if you're looking for like, you know, a decent platformer game, um, you know, I mean, I, I'm I mean, like, you know, it's, it's short, but it's short, but this game does have to do it. Does have some difficulty going forward So, um, yeah, I mean it's hard to recommend this game i think i um you'll uh, i i think really i think really i like only recommend it if you're like a fan of dragon slayer and or uh have some you have some nostalgia uh for mm. uh, like for this game but um yeah i mean i mean it i mean it i mean it, like it is what it is i mean i mean yeah. it's not um you know nobody talks about this game for good reason i think is it that it's, right. it's just like the you know the, you know, there's better the, you know, there's better platformers available in the system
0: so what did you find for value of this game
1: well, the game sells for a decent price uh, uh, um, for a decent price on eBay. I mean, basically meaning that these prices are about typical for Super NES games, I think. Mm-hmm. So, even though, so, so even though, it is somewhat uncommon, I don't think because people because it's not very popular, people right. uh, the, um, you know that hurt that hurts the price a little, a little, a little uh, like a little bit. So, okay. um, oh, there were no cheat codes or anything or cheat codes or anything available for this game online. There's just mm. the, the, the just the
0: passcodes
1: just yep just the password system so um so nothing really hidden in this game as far as that goes so um these prices always include shipping there are 24 copies of this game currently being listed to be being, being listed on ebay at the time i looked at i looked it up three copies of the game it's sold recently card only prices uh sold anywhere from um uh, like where from like nine to twenty nine dollars um, wow and cib cib ranging with uh, cib copies ranging from 35 to 40 dollars. So that's why i said that's typical, actually cheap
0: for a cib
1: yeah yeah typical typical mid-range super NES prices yeah um, yeah so i mean not that not that bad idea your collection you know like your collector so mm. um the, the artwork the artwork for this game is very good though i'll give it that much yeah um yeah. so like very like i think it actually i think it actually is the same i think it actually is the same it is the same like as the arcade machine so it's least... definitely the
0: same box art that they used for the uh sega cd and the 3do okay yeah, yeah so
1: so uh nowadays nowadays you want to play dragon's lair there's several very good collections uh, collections out there that uh, the uh, collections out there that have the game they also they also have some very they also they also have some very like nice uh, modern features to add to add onto them for example mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like for example we have like um you know the low time is almost nothing which helps with um, <laughs> right. uh, uh, um, uh, uh, which helps with the controls. You also have you also have the ability to be able to change the controls in, in, in um, um, like on the versions of the the, you know, some mm-hmm. of the versions of the game. So um, there's a there's a there's a there's a Blu-ray version of the game that came out recently. It's pretty good, I hear. Um, which is also played. I was gonna yeah. say I have the
0: Switch port. Yeah, and it's very good.
1: Uh, yep, yep, there's also, yep, there's also, there's also, there's also Dragon's Lair collection available, like, available for the PS4, uh, like, the Xbox One, that includes both, that includes, that includes Dragon's layer 1, Dragon's Lair 2, and, and Space age. Space age, yep. yeah. So, um, yeah, so if you want to play this game, uh, uh, uh play this game, it, like, it's very easy to play uh, nowadays, and it has some very uh, really good features. The, re- the replay value of the game is still very limited, because, like I said, it, 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 it still is, it still is a live-action cartoon, so yeah. they can't redo, so, you know, they can't do anything about that but um there were plans for a movie based upon this uh, several years ago uh money was raised but as yeah. far as i can um uh, uh but as far as i can tell that that, that project that uh, as far as i can tell that project that project's currently in hiatus so,
0: yeah I don't, I don't know what happened i don't want to believe that don Bluff just took everybody's money and ran off but yeah at the same i don't time, want to, yeah yeah uh, like so. at the same time it's like i've seen some concept art and that's about it like no right. trailer no nothing know uh oh we're working with this you know studio um last i heard they were trying to strike something up with netflix which i thought was going to get it off the ground and nothing you know ended up coming right. out of that so i don't yeah. know
1: well don bloop has wanted to do something dragon's there for a long time now he just, yes like, he's he has facing, he's, he's facing the same issues now he's facing back then He's just yep. like, trying to get you know they're like, trying to get interest because like you know um but um, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, Dragon Slayer, Dragon Slayer was a very influential game for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, um, it's like, it's, it's very interesting, it's very interesting this game even exists, because it's like, it's, it, because it's like, thi- this, this and Space Ace, which I think are, right. which yeah. I actually think Space Age, Space Age likes is, is, is a bit better on the zone than Super NES. Um, you know, they're very, they're very admirable, there are very admirable attempts to try to get a game the system never could have handled natively to get a version of the game on the system. Right. Whether 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 or not they whether or not whether or not they should have tried is debatable, but <laughs> I do admire the programmers like the efforts. Right. So, um, you know, yeah, and yeah, like I mentioned, this company, this company, um, you know, uh, who did who did the port Motor Time, you know, they weren't they weren't Fly by night public uh, developers. They they had some right. other games under their belt at this point, so they knew right. what they were doing. Just you know, just that I think they made some. They probably they probably have the same issues that, the, the the same issues that if, the same issues that most developers had back then and still have these days when doing flame like, doing licensed properties. Yeah. They were under uh, they were under a gun time time wise. Yep. Didn't have a lot of money. Probably didn't have a lot of interest. Right. And they simply just like cobbled it together best they could and got out the door. Nope. So, I
0: agree. I agree.
1: Uh, but uh, which is unfortunate, but that's how often. Yeah, but then, but then, but then, as it's the case now, that's often what happens. Right. You know, develop. You know, you know, developers. Ninety developers, ninety-nine percent of the time, will simply take projects like this, just to, 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 to uh, a project like this, to pay the bills and get food on the table. Yep. Um, they'll work on it. They'll work on it to get to get paid, and then they'll and the and they'll try to save. You know, while they're also. While they're also trying to trying to save money and also trying to and also trying to work on their own game project that they want to work on in the first place. Yep. Um, which this company, which company did as, as as many of the companies back then did, and still do mm-hmm. nowadays. So, yep. you know, I can't. I so I can't fault. I can't fault them entirely for some of the uh, for for uh, uh, for this game existing. Right. I can fault them. Like, I, 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 I can fault them for some of the choices that was made in this game. Right. But. You know, it's like East was just Dayz. Dayz was just trying to trying to capitalize upon a property that was having a resurgence at the time, and just like this is what came out. Mm-hmm. So, but oh so, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, um yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say about this game, Joe. Uh, overall, uh, I summarized. I summarized what I thought about the game, and you. Uh, yeah. So uh, um, you know, do you have anything to add on to that?
0: I have nothing to add on to that. I think we've. Talked as much as we can about this, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, right? So, but uh, okay, so uh, yeah, so uh, you know, interesting, ge- interesting, interesting game to look at. You know, like uh, like I said before, I wasn't sure what to cover cover the first episode back, so I thought, mm-hmm. I thought I, you know, so, the, you know, so, so I, I look at the mailbag, and this was then suggested, so we're covering it. So I I definitely want to please the fans out there. Um, yeah. Like I said before, I apologize. I cannot find who who recommended this game, but. Uh, yeah, so hopefully, if you love this game, you are not too disappointed by the fact that we were kind of hard on it. But <laughs> you probably expected that. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes, yes, sometimes it's fun to rag on a bad game. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I said before, this game is not the worst game I played. Um, um, not the worst game we covered the podcast. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, next episode, next episode is going to be Joe's pick. I asked Joe to. Um, I asked Joe to look at the. I asked Joe, with his limited to limited experience, to experience the library, to pick a game. they to pick a game they thought looked interesting. Um, what did you find that's struck your interest, Joe?
0: Uh, Super Chase HQ.
1: Yes, I, which I have a little bit of experience with. I played this game way back when it first came out. This is this is another inspired by game, um, <laughs> because it's because it's kind of a reimagining of the original arcade game Chase HQ. So. It definitely, it definitely, it definitely, it definitely has some gameplay differences, which we'll talk about when we talk about like we'll cover the game uh, next time. Yeah,
0: so, it's going to be a um, fun one.
1: Yes. So, um, so yeah, you've never played the game before, Joe. You just you just picked it because you thought it looked interesting.
0: I I've played the arcade game. I love the arcade game. Yes, the arcade game is very even, good. I didn't even know a Super NES port was made until uh, you and George had mentioned it on a previous episode, and I thought, well, you know what. That's where we're going.
1: <laughs> I wonder which episode that that was. It must have been. an that must have been an episode talking about like other like, racing games.
0: I want to say it was like 140 because you guys were talking super off-road. was the game you guys were covering? And oh, okay, just, yeah, you yeah. Went on a wild tangent about racing games.
1: That must on, have been okay. Uh, super yeah.
0: Nintendo. So I'm a, I'm a racing guy. You know, you were okay. talking Top Gear and all that. So those will be in the future as well. So
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top Gear is a good game. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a game. That'd be you know, <laughs> that'd be fun to cover. Um, but anyway. Okay then. Um, well uh, if you want to send me an email uh, about the about this podcast, if any like you know suggestions, games to cover, feedback, whatever, feel free to email me. At, uh, the email is the at yahoo.com. We also we also have a Facebook group that you're welcome to do that you're welcome to to post to. Uh, you know, your comments, suggestions, suggestions, whatever. We have somebody we have a streamer on Twitch who every now and then will post a, um, you know, post their Twitch feed and they're covering Super NES games. Uh, uh, so you can check the Facebook page if they're interested in, if interested in checking out that. Um, a lot more folks starting to, yeah, a lot more folks starting, to, a lot more folks starting to stream Super NES games. Uh, Joe, hmm. Joe, I'm not sure if you noticed that, but no, I haven't. There's, there's she has more of an upward, has more of an upward tick for that these days. Hmm. Good. Uh, well, well, well. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, more people are streaming in general right now, anyway, because of what's right, going right. on. So I think maybe that's maybe as so, 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 uh, so I think maybe that's part of the reason, But uh, yeah, it's nice to see like any event. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, Joe, uh, you, um, you you mentioned you have one podcast currently on hiatus. Do you work on anything else currently? No, that is it. If somebody wants to contact you directly, how can they do so?
0: Uh, the best way to contact me directly would be um at j-o-e-s-u-x-3-0 on twitter uh twitter there we go almost (laughs) on twitter um yeah twitter is probably the best way to hit me up or just find me on facebook joseph gobel um um, open and public so it can be easily searched same with the radical retro roundup if you're interested in that so
1: okay yeah yeah for sure let us know yeah, for sure let us know when that podcast returns because yeah I remember we'll that being like a, um uh, um so uh yeah uh, we're keeping the same uh, release schedule that we had previously so uh flags are going to be recording like we're gonna recording episode episode once every two weeks so episodes will be dropped on fridays uh if everything goes well so uh you can look forward to that um uh, and, and like i said what uh, and it's like i said we are working upon and like i said we are working upon some specials uh, some specials some guest hosts uh some interviews um things, things have been very very difficult to be difficult to plan right now because everybody mm. you know the pandemics obviously has messed everybody up as far as our schedules and whatnot so mm-hmm. uh we're working on that still have patience that stuff still coming down the road later <laughs> on so but anyway yeah it's great but anyway yeah it's great to be back yeah. uh, hopefully hopefully there will be there will not be any more planned hiatuses, at least till December. <laughs> um, so, hopefully, everything will go smoothly because of that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, Joe, thank you again for thank you again for agreeing to coach with me on this podcast. Yeah, it should be a lot absolutely. of fun. So,
0: I'm excited for the beginning of this journey. Yes,
1: yep. <laughs> educate you on some of like the you know the better games of systems. So absolutely. Hopefully. So it's it's a very you know you know it's a very rich library. It's like you know, I'm still finding. One of the reasons I wanted to do one of the one of the reasons I wanted to cover this podcast is like because that the library is so huge. There, there, you know, there's a lot of like good games that they that, that, that simply yeah. got that, you know something like got they simply simply like fell through the cracks. Mm-hmm. That one reason or another, people just didn't notice. Yeah. Um. So compared to like compared to like compared like compared like podcasts uh, on 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 the opposite and uh, on the opposite and uh, the opposite like in the spectrum small uh, small console libraries. All right. You know, like the Atari 500, 5200, uh, podcasts is podcasts is already come and gone. Right. Uh, the 7800 podcast is already come and gone. The Jaguar podcast will be coming on in a couple of years. Right? Uh, you know those libraries. The, the, you know those libraries are much smaller. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're not gonna, so we're not gonna be covering every game on the island system because otherwise we'd be here on, uh, to, uh, because otherwise we'd be here for be here for the next eighty years. Well, but you know, I got we, time. <laughs> <laughs> But we are trying to cover some of the more interesting games in the system, and so you know, for good or bad, this game, this game, this game disqualifies interesting. Yes, so, absolutely. But yeah, uh, okay. So, thank you again, thank you again, everybody, for your time. As always, great to have you back, uh, and we will talk to you again soon, hopefully. And Joe, take care of yeah. yourself.
0: You uh, as well, you're right. Yep. And thanks, thanks everybody for coming on, and yep. signing in, and listening to us. And bear with me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, you're fine. <laughs> but. Okay, folks, uh, talk to you again next time, and take take care, everybody. Goodbye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no
0: matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep
1: power.